Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Who is Canada's greatest hope to win a Stanley Cup this spring? And I agonized on this one because Toronto's in a playoff spot, Flames and Oilers are in a playoff spot, but the Habs, Sens, Jets, and Canucks are not. But you as a Leafs fan, are you voting for Toronto? I will. Yeah, I'll vote for Toronto. I'll balance it out. I think there's just, you know, they've got a little more high-end talent. Fun for you and me on this show. Yeah. That I would, I say Flames, he says Leafs, let's see where the chips fall. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. Happy Thursday, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Interestingly enough, the hometown of four-time Olympian Kaylee Humphreys, who is loaded up and ready to join us in moments from beautiful Carlsbad, California. Can I say this? They're both beautiful, Calgary and Carlsbad. We were just through there for uh, Super Bowl week uh, a couple weeks ago through Los Angeles area. Kaylee's going to join us in moments, and I can't wait for that. It's a very big day. Uh, The Montreal Canadiens are in Calgary tonight. We'll be previewing that game. It's one of nine NHL games, and they've been buzzing about it in this town for a month. There's no breaking news today, but I will tell you that it, or so far, in hour one, TSN NHL insider Darren Dreger was with us, and you might want to go back and check that if you missed it via podcast or rewind your PBR here on Game Plus TV. He talked about the new Chicago Blackhawks general manager, Kyle Davidson, the Winnipeg Jets focus leading up to the NHL trade deadline and the fact that it's a very tough time to be a Russian hockey player in the National Hockey League. But without making her wait anymore, let's bring in Kaylee Humphreys now at three-time Canadian Olympian, one-time U.S. Olympian, and just coming off a gold medal performance in Beijing. Kaylee, how you doing? Welcome to the RP Show. Good to to see you today. Thanks for having me. I'm doing really good, actually. It's a beautiful sunny day here. I hope that's the way it is in Calgary, too. (laughs) You know what? Uh, No, I can't see the sun. It's actually really (laughs) snowy. Hey, tell me about Carlsbad, California, because I got a buddy from there, and he lives there. His name's Brett Swain. You might run into him. He played in the NFL, uh, won a Super Bowl, played with the Rough Riders. And I said, you're from Carlsbad. It must ruin you going anywhere else. Like you lived in Green Bay and Regina. Carlsbad's like the most beautiful place on the planet. You must just love it. it yeah, I do really love it. Um, overall, weather's consistent. The consistency is nice, especially in bobsled when we're gone. Overseas, in Europe, it's usually rainy and cold. Yes, growing up in Calgary, I know what it means. It doesn't ruin it for you. It makes you appreciate all the different types of weather, but I do still miss the snow. I won't lie, I miss the mountains. Um, I miss the like major weather changes every now and then, but I go back to Calgary for a week and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm running for <laughs> Well, I know. Again, and so. I know, yeah. Well, and this yeah. is your hometown. And I went to Mount Royal, by the way, and I'm back here and I'm just, I'm loving everything that it has to offer, but I'll be going back to Florida soon. That's where we spend half the time. But Kaylee, I was watching the Olympics from Florida. And I'll be honest, 
I'm a hockey and football guy per se. So when I saw you trot out in red, white, and blue, I was like, huh? Did the digging, <laughs> saw this story, and I'm like, I was like, well, you go, girl. Good for you. And then, of course, to cap it off with a gold, uh, even better in mono, Bob, and that looks very exciting. But how's this journey been for you? How are you doing through all of it? Uh, I'm doing really great now. I mean, hard not to be with a gold medal. Um, at the end of the day, it definitely has come full circle. And the journey has been challenging. It's been hard. Um, it wasn't an easy decision. Let me say that. It took a year worth of negotiating. My parents, my family are still back in Calgary. And I love Canada in general, but I also love the United States of America. And as a dual citizen now, um, it was a huge honor to be able to go to the Olympics and represent a country that has provided me a future, an opportunity to extend my career. And they provided me a safe place. When Bobsled Canada wouldn't, and they didn't back me, um, when they chose the coach over me, um, I made a choice to protect myself. And the people that were there to protect me did not stand up, did not protect me from a coach that I felt was very abusive, harassing, demeaning, diminishing, demoralizing to myself physically and mentally. And I needed to make a choice. And while it's not a choice that I expect everybody to understand or an easy one, it's not like I just woke up and was like, okay, sounds good. Um, it was an agonizing choice to end a 16-year career with Canada. And it was heartbreaking. And I felt so let down um, from an organization, but Canada as a whole has been so supportive. And I love the Canadians that have chose to follow along and cheer for me, even though I know it's heartbreaking for them uh, to see me in different colors, but they chose to back me as a person and as a female athlete. And I am so honored that, you know, they've followed along in the journey that they've chosen to support me as a female athlete, regardless of what I feel is best for me. And I Coming to the United States has been the most amazing experience for me. Again, um, I wouldn't expect everybody to understand, but I came into an organization that wanted to know my thoughts, my feelings, that allowed me to make choices about my career, that wanted you know, feedback and say as to how I could make history, how I could be even better. And this gold medal shows that. Being the first ever to win women's monobob, I don't think this would have been possible in any other country or organization. And um, I'm very honored and blessed to represent the United States. And I'm so proud of my time when I represented Canada and nothing will ever take that away. I am a dual citizen. I am proud to be a Canadian, but I am also proud to be an American. So um, it's definitely bittersweet when I think of my career with Canada and how it ended, but I don't take back a single moment and every single time I stepped on that podium, I did it with as much pride and passion and commitment as I possibly could. And I think my, you know, Olympic gold medals with Team Canada, although it gets heavy wearing all of them, <laughs> I do put them all on together and they do mean just as much to me. Um, and so, you know, it's been it's been a journey to say the least, but I'm proud of myself that I stood up to abuse and harassment and an environment where I felt unsafe. And I risked it all. I risked never going to an Olympics again in order to put myself in a safe environment with sport and to have another opportunity. I just start again, no sponsors, you know, having to reprove and remake a national team. Everybody forgot about everything that had gone in the past and I had to reprove everything in order to make Team USA. 
And I wouldn't have had it any other way, but my history didn't transition over and that's okay. Um, but starting again, anybody has had to start again in a new country, in a new city, at a new school, at a new job, you'll understand how um, uneasy that feeling can be. And definitely starting again with mm. new sponsors and just overall with social media this day and age, it was a challenge. But I had my family, I had my friends, the community around me here in Carlsbad has supported me tremendously. And because of that, um, I'm in a really great place right now. And I hope people can appreciate that too. I can tell by your smile. And I'm sitting here listening to you thinking, have you been reading my diary? Because just yesterday, <laughs> I put on my Instagram, I'm a certified recovery coach. I posted, you're going to piss a lot of people off when you start doing what's best for you. And this interview has gone exactly the way that I had hoped that it would, that you would be able to get your story out. And I hope it feels good to say it. But I have to say this, I was so happy for you when they put the gold medal around your neck. And you were in red, white, and blue. What did that feel like to have sort of accomplished what you'd set out to do? What was that feeling? Was it the best feeling ever? It really was. I won't lie. It was <laughs> the most empowering and positive and heartwarming feeling. Um, I was fairly emotional. Um, for me, receiving this gold medal knowing that there was no guarantee two months before the games i wasn't going to the olympics i only received my citizenship december 22nd and you need citizenship in order to compete at an olympic games that's the international olympic committee rules so there was a period when i was fighting just to be able to compete and it didn't matter how good i was or current world champion or what i could commit or how hard i fought to get women's mono bob in a second event for women in general, none of that mattered. It was passport over anything. And it was very, um, it was hard. There were times in the summer when I thought, what am I doing this for? Why am I working so hard? And so to be able to stand on the podium, to know that it all came through, to know that everything we had planned years earlier, I've been living down in the US since 2016. So since before my last Olympics for Canada, I've been living down in the US. My grandfather was a dual citizen. Um, so for me to be able to represent a country that, you know, has fought hard for me and I have fought hard to be a part of this community, this culture, this country, um, and to know that it all worked, to know that it was in an event where women previously have never been allowed to compete. We had two chances this Olympics, which is something I've fought for for years since 2014. I've been fighting to get women more opportunity within sport. So to be able to compete in an event um, that I had fought hard for, where literally for years we were told women aren't strong enough, you're not fast enough, you're not skilled enough to drive four man sleds. And I did that and I proved them wrong. You know, to be able to provide future opportunities for women long past when I'm gone, where they can compete. And I hope this sport provides monobob for men. And women get four men and that the you know the greater opportunities for both genders increase so to be able to win the first gold medal to go down in history for that and to do it for a country that you know had a big journey behind it and had to support me and back me without knowing if i was going to be good or not you know am i too old have i passed my prime um these are all questions that get thrown around and i didn't believe i did and Team USA had to also believe in that. And the country had to support me and choose me as a citizen. 
above sport, they had to go, are you worthy of, you know, being a citizen of our country? And so um, to know that all of these big things came at the time that they needed to, and regardless of how many traitor comments I get on social media, I'm able to just look the other way and know that I did what was right for me and what was right um, in order to be able to have a healthy lifestyle physically and mentally. And to know that I, I had to stand up for myself in that was very empowering that the country chose me to. And so to do all of that in a very short period of time, although four years isn't that short, but it's, it's a short period of time to accomplish all that. I was very proud of myself. I'm proud of the country. I'm proud um, for everybody in Canada that chose to support and back me as an individual. Um, I am very honored. And so it was, it, seriously, it was the best feeling. It rivals Vancouver's gold medal. I will admit a home Olympics, yeah. there's nothing like it. That one will forever be so special to me as my first and a home Olympics. And, you know, but this kind of felt like a, an equal amount of pride for sure. Yeah, well, it's nice that you have both, and uh, yeah, 100%. it makes the struggles worth it, right? It makes the struggles worth it. But my mind's racing right now because there's a lot of universe stuff here for me. There's a lot of God stuff going on, and you had some sleepless nights, obviously, waiting for that baba to be approved. So it's not like this; any of this was easy for you. So, but it's interesting that you talk about prolonging your career, as you said at the start of this interview, going to the states. Because Justin Cripps was just here the other day and here at the Great Eagle, and he was talking about being a pilot at age 35 on his team and how that prolonged his career a little. And he doesn't know what he's going to do in the future because you guys train so hard, right? He just doesn't know. Is that where you're at? Like, what's next for you, do you think? You got another a fifth Olympics in you, or what's, what's the plan? I do. I'm going to continue. <laughs> um, do one more. I feel like I mean, for me and believing in the universe and stories and just how it all wraps up, I mean, I feel like I'm just getting started with Team USA and I want to be able to commit to another four years with the team. Um, I don't feel like I'm done. I feel like there's more that I can do and accomplish within the sport and for myself. Um, I want to be able to help the program that I'm a part of and I feel like 20 years, a 20 year Olympic career started in 06 at my first games. I'm able to end in 2026, both in Italy. Sounds real nice. So I'm going to continue for another four years and then 2026 will be my last. How about that? Good for you. Well, you've got, uh, you got a new uh, marriage to celebrate, a new town uh, ish, you know? So you got, a, yeah, you got a, lot, <laughs> a lot of exciting things ahead. And obviously, You've been the benefactor of some tremendous support, but if I may, I've got two life coaches in Florida, and they both said to me, walk with those that support you, those that don't, you know what they can do. So we're with you, yeah, Kaylee, 100%. obviously following really closely. Yeah, I appreciate the, the time much. today. Good luck. Yes, and uh, we'll be following. Thank you. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. All right, four-time Olympian, Kaylee Humphreys joining us, a gold medal with the U.S., and three prior Olympics championships there. Vancouver, Sochi, and Pyeongchang, as she just said. Be just before we break, a sports update on this Thursday. The Roaring Game will have some of its mojo back at the upcoming Briar and Lethbridge, while 
not fully back to a normal pre-pandemic setup. The Tim Hortons Briar will feel more like a regular competition now that Alberta has lifted many of its COVID-19 restrictions, unlike the last edition of the Briar that was played in a spectator-free bubble in Calgary. There will be no capacity limits in the NMAX Center in Lethbridge for the event that begins tomorrow. Two powerhouse Alberta ranks should give local supporters plenty to cheer about. Brendan Botcher's Edmonton rank will wear Canada colors. Calgary skip Kevin Cooey will represent the province of Alberta. Other headliners in the 18-team field include uh, Howard, Northern Ontario's Brad Jacobs, Manitoba's Mike McEwen, Beijing Games broad medalist, uh, bronze medalist Brad Gushu, and one of three wildcard entries along with Matt Dunstone and Jason Gunlawson. And by the way, the WHL announcing that Regina Pats forward Connor Bedard has been named the McSweeney's WHL Player of the Week for the month of February. The 16-year-old wonder kid from God's team led all WHL skaters with 26 points during the month of February and sits eighth in league scoring with 64 points as the month of March begins. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, for the Tap Brewhouse and drive Through Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I believe the moose is in next. Luke Elvey on the way from Can Golf, the voice of PGA 2K. Lots to get into with him. You're watching the RP Show live from Grey Eagle on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Nice day here in the gateway to the foothills. We are at Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Uh, we got the moose back here with us, and are we in a position yet to divulge details of the show ticket giveaways? No. Okay. Long as we know. Hour two of the RP show is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer, specifically the Ultra the uh, original 16 ultra it's an original 16 to fit your active lifestyle a superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5 percent alcohol taste without compromise pick up at a store near you today and i want to ask you to join us at win sport arena moose and i will both be there for the cebl champion edmonton stingers taking on the americas live here in calgary the basketball champions league americas known as the bcla is the best continental league in the Americas, and they're playing here March 14th to the 16th against the Canadian champion Edmonton Stenger. You can get your tickets now at cebl.ca. Cebl.ca. That's the league official website. And uh, again, we'll see you there. I find it just scintillating that the tournament is being played here, but Calgary doesn't have a team in the CEBL. And I don't, don't, don't. It's, There's got to be something in the offing. It there almost feels like an audition for the city. Mm -hmm. How are you going to support high-level basketball? And where's the basketball community at? I think there's a really good opportunity. And a really great facility. I love the, the wind sport arenas because they have the window out the back and you can see out to the mountains and to oh, yeah. downtown. It's Beautiful. Awesome. Um, if, if, if I can send out a request to producer Clark... I guess the Edmonton Elks unveiled their new helmet today. And I see John in Edmonton writes in and he says, Rod needs to talk about the Elks new helmet because it looks great. Devin in BC says, oh, the Elks got this right. It looks great. 
from some of the other viewers. Hank says, Kaylee Humphreys, a stand-up woman. Thanks. Jeff in Winnipeg, great interview. From my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, your guests just get better and better. She was amazing. Katriana was amazing yesterday. As my friend Johnny Athens would say, get used to it. <laughs> Have you ever seen him say it? Not that one. Get used to it. Get used to it. Don't he doesn't questions. say it in that particular way. Um, Hank says the Edmonton Elks now have the best-looking helmet logo in the CFL. Uh, Tacona in Winnipeg is up. He says it's like the lacrosse championship in Winnipeg. Promoting. How about that? Chris Fox watches every day from the Canadian Lacrosse League. And we can't wait to get back to Winnipeg this August to broadcast live from Canada Life Centre and have a crowd. Mm-hmm. and stick around for it. Okay, Clark says they've got the logo. Thank you, or the helmet. Thank you, Clark. And let's bring it up. Let's see what the Edmonton Elks unveiled today. Okay, me likey, me likey. I mean, let's, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit on the greatest helmet in the league. Come on, I think that probably belongs to the Toronto Argonauts boat logo. Sorry, early 80s, but I like it. I, there's a good look at it. Thank you, Clark, for digging that up. So, that, so they're saying a new era in Edmonton. But I'm sitting there looking at that going, retros in. Don't you know? It's a new era, the double E, right? It's uh, bringing the double E back. And Victor Quay's the coolest guy in the CFL, man. He is. He's moving and shaking, and he's getting things done. And you know what? It's not all about changing everything. You know, he's bringing back some tradition, right? And something the fans will love, the double E. I'm a big fan, and I can't wait to get up to Edmonton and meet him. It's not bad. And like I say, I try to limit comments from the same people all the time. But Chris, my cousin Chris, she's on her game in the hat. She says, nothing special. (laughs) So we've seen that for 100 years. (laughs) It's not what? How much can you fiddle around with the double E? It's not much different than the EE in the circle. I mean, it's okay. I like it. but. Hey, to the text line, 902-518-3033. Jack Fulton watching in Vulcan, Alberta says, Haley, good for you. Proud of you. A true inspiration and champion. I wanted to race to the screen and hug her. She's like, for anybody who's had to start over, get new sponsors, start a new life. Sound familiar? And so for her to stand there with that medal going around her neck after giving out what some would call the Russian popsicle to Bobsled Canada and the COC. I like it. Dan in Regina is watching, and he says, this isn't just a sports lesson. It's a lesson in life. In today's society of harshly judging people, don't judge a person until you talk to them or know their story. Good on you, Kaylee Humphreys. Canada is proud of your accomplishments. And I'm sure that when she accepted this invitation to come on this show, she probably had no idea who I was or what we were going to talk about. She might have thought I was going to rip her from neck to navel. Right. But she stood in there and was prepared to take it on the chin, obviously. Little did she know that we would be very supportive of what she's doing. Yeah. Does it compare to the Brett Hull story in your mind? Probably not at all, actually. No, because Brett Hull never actually played for Team Canada, from what I can tell. Maybe as a little kid, but, you know, Canadian... Guy who just you know didn't have the support from Canada, 
This wasn't, you had the support, you had success, and then when things got tough, didn't have the support, right? It just wasn't handled properly. So this is a little bit of like the turn your back on me and feels really good to go still and survive and win. I heard the story when I was in Florida, and I'm like, I think we've all been under the thumb of oppression at times in our life. So with, with what I heard about her coach, what she have to lose by going public with it? Well, she had actually a lot to lose, but she, you know, but she did it anyways. Yeah. So, and like I said, I woke up this morning, people had seen that she was coming on the show and some not very nice things were sent to me by my personal friends. And I said, stop it, save it, get out of my face with that. Keep it to yourself. And frankly, like the thing with Brett Hull playing for the States because Team Canada never invited him, or with what Kaylee did, can we stop judging? They're doing what they're, what's best for them. I know. End of story. That's, what's, that's what you want to see, people doing what's best for them, and then having success doing it. That's cool. Randy from the oh, Randy from the Peg watching on Game Plus TV says, "Good morning, Rod. Maple Leafs game last night just tells me they're not ready yet." Oh, that was from two days ago. He writes in today and says, "Time for Chevy to go." And he says, "Great interview with Kaylee. Good for her to do what's right for her." Thank you. What I was just saying, but I knew going into this interview what I was going to do. By the way, like, yeah, I didn't just fall off the turnip truck. As a certified recovery coach, hubby, you do the talking. The floor is yours. <laughs> we'll take it from there. I kind of knew how that interview was going to go. Right. I didn't know what she was going to say. I was hoping that she would say exactly what she said. But I didn't know either. Right. Read and react. Uh, Rob, one of our newest supporters in Cold Lake, Alberta, writes in and he says, Edmonton Elks have released a new design for their helmets. Gone are the antlers and welcome back the double E. Looks good. I'll be honest with you. Of course, this is going to piss everybody off. I like the antlers better. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. You're what do I say about that? What do you like your better? Opinion. What do you like better? Um... I like the idea of reinventing yourself with the, with the antlers, but no, I like this because this is a nice bridge, right? You know, we all go too far, too fast, and we want to be over here right away. And you got to take steps. So you go from naming them the Elks, but keeping everybody happy by having the double E, right? So, so Victor Queen's pulling it back and being like, guys, we should have been back here first. Not went all the way to everything else and forget everything EE and Edmonton and all the history. Let's do the EE logo. Introduce that as a third helmet or a second helmet, and slowly move towards where this new brand goes. I like it. Stacy, watching from Access World Television headquarters. Stacy Champagne says, "If anything, the logo is easy for them to spell." <laughs> you saw that, Clark. You were ready on it. Ah, uh, from Hank again. He says the Elks logo looks better than the Safeway S logo. LOL. Take. Tacona in Winnipeg says the Lions got a nice lid. Hey, listen, you CFL people. Um, tomorrow, it's going to be all CFL all day. Because I know you're just chomping at the bit. I know you are. And tomorrow, we're going to have on the show live here at Gray Eagle... Calgary Stampeders assistant coaches Mark Mueller and Mark Kellum. The two Marks. 
bringing their funny and entertaining show to the Great Eagle Resort and Casino, the two Marks. Mark and Mark. <laughs> Mark and Mark. The Mark Sponsored bunch. by Marks. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Nelson Hackowich, our VP of Sim Events, watching as I'm in the chat. He says, Victor and the Elks put on a marketing clinic that CFL teams need to follow moving forward. The hype for the helmet was bigger than the helmet itself. That from Nelson. From my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, regarding the Kaylee Humphreys interview, she says, I got tears in my eyes listening to her. Serena said the exact same thing. It's getting goofy today. Todd Pinckney, one of our P1s, writes in and says, How long should you grill a chicken? I grilled mine for two and a half hours, and it still wouldn't tell me why it crossed the road. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you people? Is that bell broken? There it is. Um, did you see Dreg's laugh? Last hour, Darren Dreger was with us. And just... People are realizing how old I am and how old we all are. Mm -hmm. Dregs was the voice of the Brandon Wheat Kings. His last season was my first. So he's a little bit older than me. And I told Dregs that we'd been informed that the press box was full for the Saddle Dome tonight, that, that I had bought a ticket. And he broke out laughing because I want to go. $67, by the way. That, what is That's good. Yeah. That's not bad. No, it's not bad. I don't know where your seats are, so I can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not great, but it's not bad. Well, as they say, so I, I literally just want to be in the building. I the just want to be in the building. Um, Ryan, let's all topics are on the table. Mm -hmm. It's the golden corral of sports talk here, a buffet for whatever you want. Yeah. Um, do you want? We're we doing buffet today. Yeah. Did you have a look at the menu? I did not. Me either. I'll probably go before you go to the game. I'll buy today. Okay. Hank says, or where is it? Oh, Ryan H. on YouTube says, it feels a bit too soon to move from the antlers to the EE. Well, listen, when I get these CFL guys down here tomorrow, I'll find out, get to the bottom of this, but I think there's a rule. There's a, a rule now. I don't know how long it's been in place in the CFL that you can only have one helmet for the year. Somebody tell me if that's right or wrong. But I believe because of the stamps had a really tough decision to make over. Did they want the black helmet? Did they want that cool chromey one or a red one? Yeah. Somebody tell me if that's right or not. But if somebody, if you notice, there's a rule that you can only have one helmet unless maybe you want to pay a big fine and have more than one helmet. Point being... Could they wear both the EE and the Antler logo helmet? But I don't think they can by CFL rules. But they used to. They right? used to wear the riders would wear the, the S and then they'd go yeah, to the old It's a school. new rule. Yeah. It's a new rule. Because they're trying to go the opposite way in the NFL. They have a one helmet rule in the NFL and they're trying to break that where you can introduce a they second helmet. They do that helmet. down there too? Yeah. They've always had a one helmet rule in the NFL and they want to introduce a second because. Uh, I knew that because of the Titans. They wanted to, they, they they'd wear the throwback Houston Oilers sweaters, but they had to wear the Titan helmet. You want to be able to wear the, the whole getup, right? But in the CFL, because the stamps, used, yeah, like you say, the Labor Day weekend, they wore the classic helmets, and that was cool, but they can't do that anymore. Yeah. And I wonder if they're ever going to go back. Oh, here it is. Nelson says you can have one helmet shell, but you can have as many decals as you want. 
Well, then I hope that they do go back to the antlers because it had only been one year and I thought it was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just introducing the elks and then you're going to go away. Anyways, I'll see you for overtime, Moose. And I hope we have the ticket thing sorted out by then. We'll see. Okay. I can't wait for our next interview. Luke, uh, Luke LV joins us from PGA 2K, the voice of it, of the video game. Can more golf and a whole lot of really interesting things. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and always your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This is it. The place to be. Great Eagle Resort and Casino in the gateway to the foothills. That's what we like to call it. Next segment, we'll be giving you details on how you can win tickets to the March 18th show, Air Supply, and March 20th, Foreigner, right here in the event center. The questions are already coming in for our next golf guest, Luke LV. And if I go, we can get him on the screen. If we go to his Twitter bio, father, husband, entrepreneur, storyteller, mostly adult fairy tales, golf broadcaster on the PGA Tour, voice of PGA Tour 2K, and of course, proudly of Can Golf Canmore joins us today on video chat. How you doing, Luke? Hey, Rod, mate, I'm terrific. Thank you. That was quite a long bio. I should apologize and write a shorter one in future. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just fine. That's short. You're way more things than that. But look, this is amazing. I got to say, just a couple of weeks ago, I'm sitting in your fine facility, Can Golf, and you're telling me about the Saudi tour and what's going to happen there. And all of a sudden, you know what hits the fan with Phil Mickelson. And thankfully, you'd given me the Coles notes on what this is all about. What were you thinking when Phil got in all that trouble? And where are we going from here? Wow. Uh, how to dissect it all, Rod. Um, it blew up within days after you and I getting to meet each other. And uh, thank you for coming to visit Golf. And to anyone who watches this show, uh, come out and see us in Canmore. It's a great little facility that plays me into golf and, and have a laugh. But with Phil Mickelson, um, you know, this has been bubbling under the surface for six, seven years, this whole extra league or rival league. It was originally something that was created by some uh, Europeans uh, and they couldn't get enough funding. So they went to the Saudis to get funding and then the Saudis stole the idea and just thought, you know what, we can come up with something ourselves. And they brought the person who tried to get the world tour up and running back in the 90s, uh, Greg Norman, my countryman and uh, hero as a young man um, on board to run it. But they needed someone to be a spokesperson for the current crop of talent. And that was Phil Mickelson. And Phil was bullish. He wanted every bit of this because it was a lot of money, but not a lot of amount at work. And when you're 50, over 50, this is a dream. Now, it got so close to being officially launched, um, but the rug got pulled underneath them, you know, that 20 or 11th hour, effectively because of the comments that Phil had made to the person that's writing an unauthorized biography, Alan Shipnuck, back in November. Alan had been sitting on these quotes from November 
and timely released them when the news was huge just uh, at, the, at the Genesis Invitational. So, Rob, there's been so much to take out of this and dissect, um, but I'll try and piece through it best I can with you. Well, do you believe that those quotes from Phil, he didn't expect to see the light of day? Do you believe him when he says that? No. No, it's, it's hard to take Phil uh, on face value here or in anything. Uh, Phil's had a history on tour of not being as authentic as he may appear to the fans. Um, uh, you know, there was a, a line that it was phony Phil. It wasn't Phil the Thrill, it was phony Phil to the players. And Pat Perez, uh, who's a, a peer of his, he's 46, he grew up with Tiger. Uh, he's just gone on a podcast with Colt Nost and uh, Drew Stoltz. Uh, it's called Golf Subpar. It's a terrific podcast. People want more background on this. But Pat Perez said, is Phil apologising for these comments if he got caught? Of course he's not. He's thinking, I've cut a cheque for $150 million. I'm running for the hills. See you later, PGA Tour. See you, everyone else. I've won. There's my new plane. Ta-ta. So it's, it's hard to take him on face value for anything after that. Yeah, and I guess the question is, where do we go from here? And, and by the way, i got to pause. Our owner and boss over here, Darren DuPont, is going, he's good. The viewers are writing in saying, this guy's good. Uh, which I, I don't bring on Rudy Poos, by the way. I only bring on the best. And that's you, Luke. And you, can you please tell the viewers about your television background in Australia, by the way, just so they, so they know. This wouldn't be surprising now that they've seen you, but you've been in front of a camera before. Uh, yeah, um, I've been in the media for, well, it's 30 years next year, Rod. You and I, we're starting to become what's known as veterans of the industry. Uh, I used to host uh, what was Fox Sports News in Australia, but it's uh, known as TSN Sports Centre over here, which was the you know 24-7 sports news. I did that for a decade before uh, I got the job to front golf in Australia, and then I've been working on the PGA Tour since 2010, predominantly for CBS as a golf commentator. So, uh, yeah, not our first radio, is it? No, 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 no. But I knew that uh, immediately that you're my kind of guy and Jimmy DeConey wouldn't have introduced us if he didn't know that that was a fact. Now, back to this. Bob Weeks, last I saw him on SportsCenter, TSN's Golf Insider saying Phil is just ostracized from the PGA. Like, does he have any choice but to go to Saudi now? And how would they receive him? I, like, again, what's next for Phil Mickelson, the PGA Tour? Because you kind of hinted to me that this league is going to buy the PGA, if I read you right. Well, what I want everyone to know is that the Saudis own Aramco, the oil company, the second wealthiest, most valuable company on earth, just behind Apple, $2 trillion worth of, of value. They have no shortage of money. The PGA Tour to them is a rounding error. Yep, there's $10 billion. <laughs> If they so desired to crush the PGA Tour, they could do it. But what they don't have are the best players in the world. Now, we saw as soon as Phil's comments blew up in the press, Dustin Johnson, who was gone, he was going to be one of the big stars of this tour, he was gone. He signs for the PGA Tour, I'm staying, I'm not going. Then within, what, an hour after that, Bryson DeChambeau, who was probably their star player in terms of the highest ranked player, he announced to... I'm, I'm staying with the PGA Tour. That's where my allegiance lies. So now you're left with the 40-somethings, uh, the players that have been, you know, long attached to this. Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, Henrik Stenson, Justin Rose of the Europeans. Adam Scott, my countryman, has been, uh, you know, touted as this. 
there's a couple of American players, but names that people would be like, no, that doesn't even move the needle. You know, Jason Kokrak, would people go, oh, I'm desperate to go and watch Jason Kokrak play? Lovely player, but no, of course not. So they're left with maybe Patrick Reed, who knows, as their highest ranked player at this stage. Could it go ahead? Sure. They've got the money. They want to spend the money. They can. And they're trying to use golf to make Saudi Arabia more attractive to the world. That's what they're doing. Greg Norman's designing golf courses there. They're going to have a world tour. They can still pull something off here, but it just won't have any impact to the tour because they don't have the best players in the world. And as Rory McIlroy quite rightly said, this is dead in the water. They don't have the best players. There's no interest. Gotcha. But, you know, money talks. And, uh, you, you know, you mentioned the, the Saudis' goal. You likened it to tennis and the WTA with events all over the world. That's what they would like, right? I mean, maybe it's dead now, but is it dead right. forever? No, that's what golf would like. And I think that's what Greg Norman had in his heart back in the 90s was that golf, because it's a global game, has a global tour. But the PGA Tour has become so enormous over the last 25 years that it has crushed golf in places like Australia, where I'm from, South Africa. The European tour is a tenth of what it was back in the 90s. And basically the PGA Tour owns half of it. But then you've got PGA Tour Canada, PGA Tour Latin America, PGA Tour China, which has been sitting idle for a couple of years. They've got their tentacles so far, it's not funny now. So they're trying to own all of golf. Makes sense. But... Other tournaments or other nations don't get tournaments. They don't get the right to host the best players in the world where tennis does and it travels all around the world and you've got that wonderful tour and you have the slams and you have the you know, Masters Series events and then you have the 750-point events, the 500-point events and then the 250 and 100. So you'd get lesser stars at the lesser events and the better players playing the top ones all around the world. Everyone wins. Great for the game. But it's bad for the PGA Tour because they wouldn't own it. And that's what they've been trying to stop exactly. here. Someone taking <laughs> Absolutely. Luke, um, this has been awesome, as I expected it would be. Tell our viewers again about Can Golf out in Canmore. Wonderful golf simulator, wonderful kitchen and bar, as you would say. Mm. Why should people stop out there and make a, make a, make a reservation? <laughs> That's <laughs> nice if you're right, yeah. Good accent. You've done well. Uh, we, us Australians love a drink, so uh, come and have a couple of beers with me. Look, this place, I built it basically to get more people exposed to the great game of golf. Uh, as you know, golf lasts for about five, maybe six months in these parts of the world. So, you know, the indoor golf and, and with the simulators as good as they are now, the technology and what we use is about golf and it's the number one simulator in the world. Uh, each simulator is like 65000 US dollars. We've got five of them in the place. It's a full, authentic indoor golf experience, and we want people to have fun as well. You know, a lot of cold weather, a lot of snow. Come and play indoors, have some fun. You get nice food and drink while you're here, fabulous. And what people don't know is we've got an awesome event space, and we've named it after my dear friend and mentor and one of the part owners of the business, Ian Baker Finch, the uh, Open champion from 1991 and obviously uh, a regular voice on the PGA Tour with CBS Sports. So we call it Finchies here. If you want to host, you know, some friends, a party, corporate event, whatever, we got you covered. So come out and see us at Can, Can More. It's called Can Golf.
Can golf, can more. I'll be bringing some buds out there. Luke, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, sir. Have a great, uh, have a great day. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, Rod. Well, watch this space. What's with the golf? It's uh, certainly not done with yet. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, PGA and World Golf Analyst Luke Elvey joining us on video chat today from Can Golf. We'll be right back with overtime, and the Moose will join us. We'll get into those ticket giveaways. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go. One more time. Who sings that, Moose? Do you know? Who sings that song? One, One more time. more time. I can't hear, I'm I can't sure, hear I'm it. I'm sure they've played at Grey Eagle. As it is overtime, brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Uh, you're home for the NHL and the UFC. There are a lot of things to get to as we look at um, sports on tap. Here tonight for the Tap Brewhouse and Drive-Thru Liquor Store, there are nine NHL games tonight. Ottawa Senators at Florida. The Oilers are at Chicago. There's a classic NHL matchup right there, and one of them is not an original six team. Uh, Vancouver Canucks at the Islanders in a rematch of the 19-what? 81 Stanley Cup final, I think. Boston Bruins at the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm sure the Fortress will be sold out for that one. A lot of Boston people there in Vegas. And then Montreal at Calgary, the game here tonight. NBA, the Raptors are back at it. They welcome the Detroit Pistons. And just to be a sore sucker, I always write down who the Blue Jays would be playing if it wasn't for the uh, lockout right now. They'd be playing the New York Yankees today. Is anybody running a golf, uh, sorry, a baseball simulation so we know how the Blue Jays are doing in spring training? I would love to know. Exactly. Is there any of those Who gets the start tonight? That's what I want to know. Obviously, for me, Montreal. Calgary, Calgary oh, yeah. is the big one. That's my featured game tonight for our friends at betregal.ca. Stop on by betregal.ca and throw some change down on that one. Mm-hmm. It's it's not how it's not if the Flames are favored. It's by how much. As a matter of fact, I'll look it up right now while we talk. But what would what would be your guess? Two point five? Goal and a half is big. Maybe maybe it is, isn't it? Yeah, goal and a half is pretty big. Um, that's probably where the line is. Maybe two and a half. Well, it's interesting when we were talking with our bet Regal peeps the other day and we were saying they had set the odds for the Rush Mammoth NLL game at 1.5 and you and I are like, take, take the bet. Mm-hmm. Don't. I know. Goes to overtime, 10-9, one goal game. Well, and they said House the, wins. The over-under was 21 goals. And I'm like, take the over, hit the over all day long. 10-9, 19 goals. Like, pretty good how they're able to. So I'm just ones. calling it up right now. I wonder if yeah. they have curling odds. Somebody must have curling odds. I'm sure Vegas has curling odds. Hey, for the Briar, they would have to. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm not really sure. On what? What the Flames will be fit. Maybe two. One and a half or two goals, but that's my guess. A goal and a half. Yeah. At least every single game, the spread is a goal and a half, which is interesting. Every game in the NHL, really? the spread is a goal and a half at Bet Regal. And. To be frank, or be surely, 
you want all these goals. You want them from a betting perspective. This game makes games more fun. You don't really want close games. That's I mean, right. I do. I don't. I hate blowouts. But from a betting perspective, I would think you would want well goals the better. And the new the new betting buzz not buzzword but like the hot new thing in betting and it's been around for a long time is the parlay. And if you yeah. understand the parts, it's stacking bets on top of bets. So you'd pick a Flames win, a Johnny Goudreau goal, and a Markstrom shutout. And if all three hit, it's a much ding, bigger ding, prize, ding, right? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Than, than any one of those three, or, or even all three individually, they all hinge on each other. And those, those parlays, when you get two, three, four things together, that's when people are making money. The song, one more time. They're all writing in and saying, street heart, Kenny Shields. Street heart. Okay. Nelson Hackowich, our VP of Sim Events, wants to know if we should do an MLB Sim. How about How do you do, Spicy. Nelson, and tell us about it? Yeah. Tell us how it goes. Nelson goes on to say, that damn Gray Eagle ad. I sing that jingle all day after the show now. Advertising works, kids. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Um, last minute. Last minute of play of the RP show. Put your hand up, Moose, your right hand. Over towards me. It just looked for a second like we were touching. Hey, <laughs> high five. There we go. Hey, there you go. There you go. Right. We are literally 20 feet apart. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so I got the Habs and the Flames going on tonight. What do you got going on? Um, work. I'll be in my room, but I'll have that on TV. I'm going to flip. I'm actually going to pull up the NHL app tonight, and I'm going to flip around. I'm going to surf, channel surf. I don't know. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says sixty-seven fifty plus concession charges plus parking plus driving from Medicine Hat too much for her. I think sixty-seven bucks for an NHL ticket is pretty damn good. And I didn't want to miss this game tonight. Uh, tomorrow, the two marks, Mark and Mark, Mark Kellum and Mark Mueller of the Calgary Stampeders, and more on a football Friday. See you then on Game Plus. McFly, hello. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.